Tom Bernard Show with Melissa Kirk, Andy Rapp Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Join us every Thursday at 2 o'clock Central for our newest podcast, Car Selling Secrets. It'll be co-hosted by me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal from Walzer Automotive Group. We'll be talking about lots of stuff relating to how dealership sales actually work, as well as the latest product updates from nearly every make sold in the USA. If you have questions for the podcast, either email Doug at Walzer.com or call the studio live at 952-800-1492. Oh, there's the old music right there. Mm-hmm. Now we're cooking with gas. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Ben Glebe should be coming in sometime this hour. It'd be great to talk to Ben. I haven't talked to Ben in a long time. Yeah. Couple, uh, God, it's been a year or two, actually, since I last talked to Ben, but great that he's in town. Looking forward to having him on. And then uh, Vince Favorito is going to be on. Vinny Favorito is going to be on the second hour, which is terrific. Lots to talk about in the news. None of it all that serious because I've decided that everybody in the United States is mentally ill. (laughs) What do you think? That's an understatement, I think. (laughs) It is an understatement. Uh, Your mom, Andy, you'll be happy to hear this uh, because when we were down at the Casa Marina uh, Hilton, the the Waldorf down in uh, Key West, uh, they didn't do a good job cleaning the rooms. There was stuff in the halls, all, all the rest of it. So Catherine... Your mom called down there to just say, hey, you know, we were, and people were rude. The people who worked there were really rude. So mom calls down there, and the guy at the front desk answers the phone, and this woman named Anna apparently is one of the managers. And he says, hold on one second, uh, Anna's right here. And he, he didn't hang up the phone or put the phone on hold, and your mom could hear that Anna saying, I don't want to talk to her. Oh. Uh. So you don't want to hear anybody complaining about your dumpy outfit? used to be a great hotel, and it will be again because they're going to redo it, I guess, next year. But they're going to have to do something with their staff down there. Uh, so your mom, she hops on and goes, hi, this is Anna. And Catherine said, oh, I thought you didn't want to talk to me. Mm. She goes, what? Catherine said, I heard you when you said you didn't want to talk to me. She goes, oh, you weren't supposed to hear that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Duh. God. <laughs> Uh, what has happened to people? I ordered $200 worth of roses for your mom for Valentine's Day yesterday. Right? Mm-hmm. Never got them. Really? They never showed up. Wow. No, never showed up. I checked this morning to see if they showed up uh, last night after we went to bed or something. Nope, they never did show up. Checked one city plaza. Wasn't there either. So they called back and said, well, we'll, we'll give you a $15 uh, credit. I'm like, cancel the order. I'm not paying you $200 for flowers I never got. What, what, is, what do you think it is? What is happening with people? I think you that, know. I think it's, they're just lazy. Just flat out lazy. And entitled? Yes. They just they want to do what they want to do. 
And uh, well, you can't if you're paid to do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, I know, and that's where that entitlement mentality comes in because they just think yeah. they should be yep. paid just to show up. You know. And uh, seriously, I could. I was sitting out on the on the pool deck a couple of days ago with everybody, and I'm having a good time. And I leaned back in my chair and went, "Ah, like that." Mm-hmm. And the server said, "What do you have another problem?" I said, what? Jeez. He said, and she said, well, you know, you have, I said, what problems have I had? Have I told you about any problems I have? I don't think so. I mean, what is that? I don't know. I, I can't, I can't, I can't put my finger on it anymore. I really can't. I can't either. It's. Is our number, is our number 952? 952 yep. Correct. Uh because I want to invite callers to this show as well. We blew it up this morning on the KQ Morning Show talking about video gaming. Yeah, There's going to be a big, you know, the Minnesota Science Museum is going to have a huge video gaming uh, display. It's not there already, is it? I think it's coming. I Yeah. Or maybe I, they're setting it up right now. Oh, maybe. I, I haven't even heard about it. I'm sure my uh, boys will say, hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we just saw it this morning, as a matter of fact. They're going to have, have this... Uh, a hundred, a hundred video games that you can actually play at the science museum. Oh, cool! And there are all these other, you know, the the first video games, and then as they've grown over the years and all the rest of it. As soon as we started talking about that, the phones blew up for the rest of the morning. People ages twenty three to seventy were calling in about playing video games and how much fun it is. Mm. And I, I asked them, "Do you think?" Part of that is that it's the one thing right now in your life that doesn't involve anybody else, and you have total control over it. Probably. And they said, yeah. Yeah, they think that's probably part of it. I feel like I'm in control when I'm playing a video game. And mm-hmm. the rest of my life, I don't feel like I'm in control. And I have to count on other people, and they never come through. So that's rather interesting. Uh, another thing I found out, and this is why this is why we started talking about it so much anyway, and I'd love to talk to you about it on this show, as I said, 952-800-1492. Um, video games in 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think it was, I'm pretty sure it was, 2000, maybe it was 2018, but I think it was 2017. Video games did $30.5 billion in business. Uh, movie theaters did $10 billion. So video yeah. games did three times as much to entertain people as going to the movies did. Well, movies are just not, uh, they're not big anymore. Well, movie theaters, I should say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably right. Movie theaters, which, which I still love. But once again, the only thing I don't like about going to the movies is other people in the theater. Yep. Because they won't get off their phones. <laughs> they won't stop talking. They won't stop making noise. What happened to be? What what happened to courtesy? I I don't know. I mean, I I hold doors open for people, and they just walk right past yeah, yeah. you. They don't look at you and say, "Oh, oh yeah. thank you," or nothing like that. It's like, and these are like adult people, like older than me. And I'm like, wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where are your manners? I, <laughs> yeah, same thing happened to me when we we're down at uh, down in Key West. I held the door for this. This couple that came through, they were probably in their 30s, maybe early 40s, and both of them said, thanks very much for holding the door. A young woman, probably 25 years old behind them, would not even make eye contact with me, much less thank me for holding the door for her. She wouldn't even look at me. She ignored that I was even there. Wow. I don't, where do you learn that kind of behavior? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, it, it. It's like everybody is so wrapped up in their own little world that they just they just don't see, you know, other. I mean, my kids, you could tell them three times mm-hmm. to do something and then, you know, and they're always on their phones or playing a game or whatever. And then they don't do it. And they're like, well, you never said anything. I'm like, you know, are you are <laughs> you here you on this planet? Are you in this house on this planet? I mean, it's like I told you three times. And they give you this blank stare like they don't even know what you're talking about. And I think a lot of people just out when they go out in public and interact with people, they're just so wrapped up in themselves. They just, I don't know. Because I, I always say thank you or you're welcome or Absolutely. whatever. I'm always trying to be as polite as possible. Yeah, courtesy takes strength, though. That's the problem. In order to be courteous and caring about others, you you have to be a grown-up, and you have to have strength. 
a strong person would be courteous when you're a little shell of yourself and you're scared of every little thing that moves. Apparently, you think that being courteous shows weakness. It does not show weakness. It shows strength. Yeah. So I, be more courteous. Well, Ben just got here. Well, nobody's ruder than Ben Glebe. That's true. Let's be honest. <laughs> that it's is just, true. Nobody's un, it's unbelievable. No, Ben, we're just talking about great talking to you, by the way, pal. Same, man. I missed you. I miss you, too. And When are you... So what's the deal now? How often are you coming to town? Like what? Every f- three years now? What the hell? I'm coming every year. I'm coming every year. I think it just seems like longer when we, you and I are apart, Tom. That's <laughs> that must be what it is. I am very very happy. I'm sorry you couldn't make the KQ Morning Show this morning because uh, you had a, another commitment, and I understand that. Not a problem. But I was just happy you could make this show because I wanted to talk to you. You're you're doing extremely well, and uh, I always like that when I. You know, over the 30, I'm going in my 34th year on the KQ Morning Show, and people I've met and known now for over three decades, not you, because you're only, what are you now, like 22? I'm about 19, let's say 19. 19, okay, let's say 19, mm-hmm. okay. You look you look like an adult, though, on your TV show, so that's thank good. Thank you, thank you. The camera adds 10 years, and it makes me feel more legitimate, more legitimized in this world, you know? Well, I completely understand that. I don't think there's any question about that. But so you've been good. Everything's been great. Everything is really good. Yeah, my game show Idiot Test is on Netflix now, so that's an exciting, yep. exciting yep. upgrade. And people are loving it. Snoop Dogg recently Instagrammed a clip of it, and so you know you've made it when rappers you loved from the '90s start tweeting out <laughs> clips of your show. Well, uh, he did conveniently no, forget to tag my, my, me or the show, so we got no added benefit of it, but it felt nice ego-wise. I uh, I hate to tell you this. You probably don't know this because uh, just within the last 10 minutes, your show has gotten so popular and so big that Ocasio-Cortez has come out and said they should shut you down. It's just too big. The big the corporate... Mm-hmm. Uh, the corporate TV shows just have to go, so she's going to shut you down. Yeah, and, I did hear uh, that. She just suggested the Glebe New Deal, which is that instead, of the, instead of the Green New Deal, it's the Glebe New Deal where she encourages <laughs> people to shift away from me to alternative comedians. I love it. I mean, yeah. it just makes total sense. Can't afford to. I mean, if they give up, if they give you up and go to alternative comedians, all of a sudden they're going to lose idiot tests. They're going to mm-hmm. lose your appearances, like at the uh, you know. Rick Bronson's House Comedy this weekend for uh, a bunch of shows. They're going to miss all that, but uh, don't worry about the fact they can't afford to do it. We'll just keep on doing it. um, We were just talking before you got here about how people, some people are still courteous, but I would say 60 to 70% of people have no interest in being courteous or polite. They think it makes them look weak, which I disagree with. I think being courteous shows a great strength in you that you actually do care about other people. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. What what happened? Why? What happened? It's a really good question. I think it's just, you know, I think reality TV has had a big part of that. I think it's the coarsening down of people's vibe. I think people all want to have their own attitude and persona and put on this front of being some diva superstar to help their Instagram or something. And it doesn't work. It's exactly the way you phrased it. It's exactly how I've seen it for a long time is that people think it's weak. To be nice, and in fact, it's just a courtesy. Anybody can be rude, and I can be too. If you step on me, or you cross me, or you're rude to me, right. I'll turn immediately and turn the tables on you. So it's just a courtesy to be polite. It's a smarter choice. Your own life is more harmonious that way. So just be Couldn't nice. Agree more. Couldn't agree more. Your own life is improved by being courteous. Well, like I said, there was a young woman. I was just telling while you were sitting down. There was a couple in their late 30s or early 40s. I held it. We were down at the Waldorf uh, down in Key West at the at the Casa Marina. We did a couple of shows at the Hard Rock down there last week. And I was holding the door. This is a nice hotel. You know, it's very nice and all the rest of it. Although a lot of the people that work there are, are rude pricks, too. I don't know <laughs> what that's. A, well, they are. I just rude as hell. I, it's unbelievable. So I'm holding the door, and this couple goes, well, thanks very much. I appreciate you holding the door for us. There's about a 25-year-old woman walks by would not even make eye contact with me, much less say thank you. She wouldn't even ignore, she wouldn't even acknowledge that I existed. It's bizarre. In her defense, were you there or, or was it a hologram of you that maybe she didn't see? I'm just double checking. That's true. I, I do that quite often. You're absolutely right. I just send my hologram to do personal appearances. 
Listen, it's, a, it's an easy way to do it. Tupac does it. He's off in the Bahamas somewhere living his own life. And he gets That's to right. appear at Coachella via hologram. I'm just yep. double-checking. I like it, man. I think it, I love the way you think, actually. Thank now, you. later Thank in the you. day, I should point out, I point out the same exact door, as a matter of fact. I was coming up, and I had some, because our grandkids were there, I had some uh, some toys and stuff, so my arms were full. And the woman that was coming out the door held the door for me. And so I turned to her to say, you know, look, you're the last decent human being left as a joke. She was stunningly beautiful. I mean, just an amazingly beautiful woman. And she went, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, my mother and father taught me to be very courteous. I mean, that was like, that's how it should go, kid. If you look like her, you can still be nice. Yeah, exactly. Said, hey, exactly. I mean? It's even easier for very attractive people to still be nice because life has never been hard for them for one second. They better be nice. I can understand people who've had a hard life maybe get an attitude at some point. You're a beautiful person. Sure, You're not sure. being nice to people. You're just a real dick at that point. <laughs> no, no. I saved this for Ben Glebe, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't brought this part up yet, but uh, I, I might have mentioned it briefly yesterday. We're at the uh, fire pit down on the beach, uh, you know, during this appearance down there, and and uh, uh, Catherine was there. Alex, our daughter, was there with her two children, the two-year-old about to turn three and an eight-month-old. And they got up to move to the other fire table because, uh, you know, the, the one we were at was very crowded. So you just moved across, make ro- more room for everybody. And I saw everybody was kind of like looking at them moving and all the rest of it. So as a joke, I said, you know, it's really hard in life when your entire family is better looking than you are. And this woman went, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah? What do you mean, yeah? Yeah. Listen, she doesn't understand <laughs> the rugged handsomeness that you bring to the table, literally to the fire yeah, table. I, apparently, that's, that's it. That's her fault. You know, I feel like that's on her. <laughs> I love that she goes, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thanks a lot. I, I, I'm really glad I tried to joke. Another woman, by the way, uh, actually helped us out behind the desk. And I said to her, who's better than you? As I like, you know, that's an old thing in my neighborhood, and I think it was all across America. Hey, who's better than you? Nobody, right? So I get out, who's better than you? She goes, what is that supposed to mean? Like, <laughs> what? Well, people are getting very stupid, Tom. People are getting stupider and stupider. They're not able to understand sarcasm. Uh, They're not able to understand people coming at you with a sense of joy or or yeah, humor. People want a, a straight A to B life, and they want people getting in their way. Everybody's pushing people out of the way. It's the new Trump reality. We are going to come back and talk about that uh, further. Ben Glebe in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Nice enough to come by. It's great to talk to you as always. I mean, this is a man who came to the state fair one year, which yes, was going to be a huge pain in the ass for you. Well, I love. No, I You've loved being at the Minnesota State Fair. I got to eat fried foods, meet great Americans, and eat more fried foods. <laughs> My three favorite priorities in that order. So I was happy to That's do true. it. And then a solid. Okay. Fourth priority, being there with you on the radio. It was a perfect day. But it was the fourth priority. Which well, I really just only, you're, you're only on. behind fried foods, American people, and fried foods. <laughs> so you're the top when That's it comes true. to individual people. You're my number one choice. Good. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I want to talk more about what the hell happened to America with Ben Glebe right after this Tom Bernard show. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage 
are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Oh, I love this song. <laughs> Are you headbanging, Tom? <laughs> oh, I, I'm telling you, I love this music. Absolutely love it. Uh, should have never killed themselves. That's my opinion. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? bad, it was a bad move. <laughs> Whenever you like someone's music, yourself. you don't want them to kill themselves. And that's a fair don't opinion. Don't Why didn't you express yourself. that? Why didn't you go find Kurt Cobain before and express that you enjoyed <laughs> the music have. and please don't stop? What an attitude. I loved his attitude. It's like, yeah, F you. You don't think, <laughs> yeah. you don't think Courtney Love killed him? You think he did it himself? Well, I kind of like that take because uh, yeah. Courtney sometimes doesn't think all that clearly. No, and she doesn't like sharing the spotlight, and he had talent, and she was, no. you know, on a lot of drugs. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right about this. Now, we're talking about what happened to people. Here's a perfect example that was just sent to me by a listener. Uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Do you know who that is? Nope. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitner. She, I don't know how old she is. She's a, she's a very attractive woman. Thank you. She's doing a Thank speech. Thank you, Tom. Oh, she is. Thank That's you. True. Appreciate she's that. A very attractive woman. I will tell you this though, Ben. One great thing in your life is, as as a man, as you get older, one of the great things about being, uh, you know, in your sixties, like I am, is pretty much all women look really pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, not that they weren't before, but you go, God, that, people are better looking than they used to be. Men and women are better looking than they ever have been before. And maybe that's part of it, too, that, that people are pretty damn attractive now. But here, here's what we're talking about. This whole thing about being courteous and not being a pain in the ass. And, you know, and we're going to tie video games into this because I was talking to Andy about that anyway. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer talked about infrastructure, drinking water, and LGBT rights during her State of the State address on Tuesday. But a huge number of viewers were apparently hyper-focused on something else, the cobalt blue dress she was wearing, and began to blast her appearance in general on Twitter and Facebook. Why? This is an attractive woman. What was wrong with the dress? I don't know. I'm looking at the picture. It's a cobalt blue dress. It's a very pretty dress. She's an attractive woman. You know, You know. The, I think maybe the problem with some people is, is that she's a strong woman, and she just goes, this is what we're going to do. And I don't think some people can take that. Was they it revealing say, oh, or something? Yeah. Was it particularly revealing no, or just the color? Nope. Is the color cobalt blue that they apparently a didn't A strong like, shade of like. blue is a problem now? <laughs> We've become too sensitive in America. It's official. We've hit prime sensitivity. I was just pulled up. Someone pulled up a photo of this for me. This is a normal political dress. Look at that thing. Well, She's an attractive woman. I have read the news story, and the original story, this story is about a news story. So it's like a meta oh, news. It is. But the original okay. news story uh, on some local channel was, it was about a handful Fox of people two. on Facebook saying not nice things, which, I mm-hmm. mean... When are you not going to get that? Well, that's true. I mean, it's like, yeah, no Facebook do, trolls exist. That's not news. Yeah. I wonder uh, what Detroit shade of blue TV those station. trolls are wearing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they never show exactly. themselves. They don't show themselves. She said, I'm tough. I can take it. I, I, but why do you think it is? Ben, we already brought this up. We already brought this point up today that... Video game playing, there's going to be at the Minnesota uh, Science Museum, there's going to be a, or there already is, I think, I don't know if it's there, but it's coming if it's not, uh, video game uh, display with a hundred video games that you can actually go in and play, and I asked Andy, who's a video gamer, not over the top, he was at over the top at one time, though, you have to admit, Andy, you were over the top. When I was a teenager, that's what teenagers do. So what? He's still kind (laughs) of over the top. Okay, thank you, mm-hmm. Melissa. I'm thank actually you. surprised right now. His phone doesn't have one going right now. Really? <laughs> Sorry yeah. to believe. 
But I talked to uh, you know a couple of psychologists about this, and you know some community leaders about this, and they think the people. And Andy said the same thing: that people feel that they're in control when they're playing video games, and when they're not playing video games or commenting on Twitter or Facebook, they feel that they don't have any control, that the world's out of control. That's how sensitive we've gotten as a society. It's just insane. Yeah, people love so, to create a microcosm that they can feel more powerful in. I think that's always been the case. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's, that's human nature. Yeah, it's some degree where people get yep. pets. They get to control mm-hmm. the existence of one thing. And then video games, now you're controlling the whole world. There was Second Life was very popular years ago, if yeah. you remember that. And I remember I was signing yep. up one day for a Second Life profile. And then like 15 minutes into creating this character in this world, I realized I'm not even happy with my first life. Why don't I just refocus on that for a minute, put a little more effort before starting from scratch? And that's what people do. They just give up on what they want for their own life and instead say, I'm going to start from scratch or comment on other people. We need to get back to creating the happiness that we want. And I think when discord is sown in our political discourse in the country, it exacerbates that problem to a huge degree. When... And I don't know if you're a supporter of the president or not, Tom, but I feel like he is very much trying to get people at each other's throats. He's trying to divide us. He's not trying to be the George W. Bush, unite or not a divider. He's very much like every man for himself. If it gets me more support, screw it. I'll take it. Let's let the country fight. Don't you think they all do that, though? I mean, obviously, Pelosi's into that deal. Look, I'm a centrist, so I don't like any of these people. I don't like politicians in general. There are a few that, I, that I've gotten along with and that I do like over the years. But you can bring me Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump and people on the left and people on the right. I don't like these people. I don't disagree because with I that. I don't disagree right, with that. Right. I think that they all definitely play the game too much. And I think Pelosi oh, yeah. and Schumer exactly both it. are playing the game back to Trump too much. I think Pelosi was totally getting yeah. off on the idea of this battle she had with with Trump back and forth, and he cancels her plane, and she cancels his speech, and all this stuff. It it was like childhood, schoolyard stuff. It was ridiculous. But you have to admit, Trump's the one initiating these fights. I don't know if he's initiating them all. He initiates a lot of them, but not all of them. He absolutely does. But when you have people like Ocasio-Cortez, who now we found out that Amazon is not going to build... Uh, a second headquarters in New York City, costing 25,000 jobs and about $3.7 billion in uh, yearly, uh, added to the yearly budget. She came out and said, this is wonderful. Yet another powerful corporation has been defeated by the people. Well, that's Where is ridiculous. the money going to come from? That's ridiculous. Know, it's insane. And look, you can't blame Amazon for it. Jeff Bezos is busy taking dick pics. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. So he doesn't have time to build jobs at the same time. (laughs) And by the way, you know for a fact, Jeff Bezos' dick pics look exactly like his own head, right? He is a bald-headed man, and I assure you, he's so rich, he's probably had Jeff Bezos' eyes, nose, and lips put into his penis. So when he looks down, he sees another one of himself. And you can't, you're the richest man in the world, you're going to do things like that. But then to do no, that sorry. and then also create jobs, it's asking a lot of a man. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is not meant to be a wise-ass comment in, in addition to what you just said. Having his eyes, his nose, and his mouth put on his penis, mm-hmm. if you've noticed, he is already, and I'm not making this up, he already is cockeyed. So yeah, he is. he is. He is. Well, he is. So now he's double that, whatever that might be. I don't no, know if you I, understand I, this. I just, he, he hits on, on uh, women this way. I've heard that he, he tells them that he won't finish for three to five days when they're making love or two days if they have prime. <laughs> wow. That's the way he brags about it. his prowess. He really tries to sell I it. He oversells it. it. You know, speaking of prowess, by the way, I want to get this out of the way because every time that you and I have ever spent any time together over all these years now, I want to hear about your latest uh, conquest yourself. Because last time I saw you, Honest to God, Brett Ernst was there, uh, and you you and my wife, and I think, Andy, you were there, weren't you, when we were out at uh, Mystic Lake with, with Ben? I think so. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you were telling me there was a couple of these women that you had run into and you were, things that were going really well. And, uh, this is the first time that I've talked to you in my life where you haven't said, by the way, Tom, I'm going after a couple of really good-looking women. Well, so I what, got... are, you, are you dropping the ball? <laughs> Not in the least. I have news for you, Tom. I'm sitting next to my girlfriend right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, thank God. And she is incredible. What's her, what's her name? Her name is Carmel. Name? You should see, Carmel? see the look on her face, though. <laughs> Carmel, yeah. That's why I just laughed. <laughs> yeah. Carmel, do you, do you have headphones on, Carmel? I do. Do you have a microphone? She does, What the indeed. hell are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> it's Ben Glebe. What are you thinking, Carmel? He's wonderful. I love him. Uh, thank I you, baby. I have her fully hypnotized, Dom. I have her fully hypnotized. I was told you were there, and that's why I went after him. So understand that. I'm just a smart-ass Carmel. That's all there is to it. <laughs> But no, so how long have you been together now? How long? We've been uh, dating since April. It's Almost been a while. A Almost a year. Carmel, you're not sick of him? <laughs> no, not at all. Damn it. And so I'm trying to push those boundaries, you know? I'm trying to see how much I can get away with. I'm really trying. But then I also was like sweet yesterday for Valentine's Day. So, you know, I kind of balance it out all the time. Well, there's another one. Another example where we're talking about people have lost control and they've lost their minds. Yesterday, I, I ordered $200 worth of roses for Catherine, my lovely wife, for, for Valentine's Day. Way to make me they look bad, Tom. Me. I only spent $80 on my roses, Tom. No, that's not what I heard. I heard it was three times. I heard it was $240. You're trying to make me look good. I went that's 80 I per per rose. I spent about $1,000 on a 12-rose <laughs> bouquet. I did have also chocolate-covered strawberries and sparkling wine brought up to the room as well. Well, I that, like it. That like is it the way to go. That's the way to go, right? <laughs> and Carmel, I, what did you get? What did you get for him? Um, I got him a card. Wow. What? It seems fair. Seems like a fair absolutely trade-off. nothing as seems usual. Like a fair trade-off. In her defense, I did make her watch me eat the strawberries, and I said, maybe next year you'll get some, babe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it might work out for you next year. Yeah. No, I feel like no, Valentine's uh, yeah. Day is a holiday for the women, and so I don't ever expect anything for Valentine's Day. Um, I just expect something incredible for my birthday, which is in a few months, and, and she can start planning now. Not even a back So here's rub. what happened. There you have it. Sure. No, Carmel, oh. help me with this, Carmel. Yeah. Okay, you ready? <laughs> so I buy my wife $200 worth of roses to be delivered uh, to the house, and uh, they didn't show up yesterday at all, right? So I'm trying to track them down, all the rest of it. So we finally get a hold of the – and there's no reason to rip the company because it was the local florist that dropped the ball. But So I called him. I said, I, I never got the roses. The, they go, What? Said he never got the roses. She calls me back 22 minutes later and says, well, I tried to call a florist, but she keeps hanging up on me. <laughs> okay, so that's real good news. So I said, well, you know, well, whatever. It's, you know, they were supposed to be here yesterday. She goes, well, why don't we do this? I'll give you a $15 credit, and I'll have them delivered tomorrow. I said, you're going to send my wife's Valentine's roses over on February 16th. She goes, yeah, that'd be good. I said, no, they were for yesterday. Just cancel the order. Not a big deal. I'm not mad about it. It just didn't work out, and I understand that. $15, and I'll get them to you tomorrow. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, Tom, right, how, much, well. how much did it cost you to hire a fake florist to pretend you spent 200 bucks on flowers <laughs> <laughs> and then cancel that order? 20 bucks, that 30 bucks? That is a typical uh, Ben and Tom payback, is what that was. <laughs> For being a smart ass about what he always talks about. Now, yeah, the fake rose buy. That's right. I'm just I'll whisper. I'm buying roses. I told her I'm buying roses. Uh, Carmel, how old are you? 31. 31, okay, so that's good. So you, yeah, you'd still be a millennial then, right? Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm at the cutoff. So, now, where are you from originally, Carmel? I was born in Israel, but I grew up in Southern California. Oh, so you and Ilan Omar get along really well. <laughs> Not everyone. Uh, I don't know who that is. that? Uh, she's a state senator from, um, uh, uh, she's a con- congresswoman from Minnesota who basically, she's a, she's a, she's a Muslim woman who basically oh, does nothing right. but attack Israel. Yes, that's yes, yes. Oh, that's who it is, right. Which I really don't understand. What are you doing? Now, Carmel, I need to tell you this. Uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, actually, after World War II and the fall of Berlin, Minneapolis was the most anti-Semitic city on earth 
and apparently she's trying to bring it back. So all these years, I don't, I don't understand why. I think that explains why I still have some tickets available for my shows this weekend at the Mall of America. <laughs> Anyone who's not anti-Semitic, come to my shows at the House of Comedy tonight through go. Sunday. Tickets at Gleeb.com, G-L-E-I-B.com. And if you don't come, you hate Jews. <laughs> I like wow. it. Wow. Just lay it out there. I like Just it. Just lay it, lay it out, out there. Ben, I love Just Jews. Tell you. Thank you. I'm not coming alone, so I don't go. You don't know anyone? You don't have friends? Not really. Oh, my friend. <laughs> Look, that's really sad. Maybe you come to the show, and you can be my guest of the show, and we can find you some. <laughs> Right. We're going to take a quick break, be right back, more with Carmel and Ben Glebe, <laughs> JB's in studio, and we're going to talk about Kinky Friedman, my favorite Jew of all time. Nice. Right after this, Tom Bernard. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you. Do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Samantha, who started as a customer service rep and is now operations manager. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. Oh, she's got all the rock and roll going today, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you play Kinky Friedman? <laughs> I don't want that in my search engine. <laughs> I understand. It's a real... Ben, do you, ben and Carmel, do you know about Kinky Friedman? Yeah, he's like a political operative, right? you got to remind me. Yeah, well, he, he yes, he is, but he he is uh, he's very funny actually. Nice Jewish kid from I believe he's from Fort Worth, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. I don't know. I think that's where he's from. But Carmel, don't be a hater in this deal. I'm just telling you what what he did. He started a band, Kinky Friedman and the Texas Jew Boys, and they released a song. That's the real name of the band, by the way. And he released a song called Baruch Adonai, What's the Matter with You, Boy? <laughs> it was unbelievable. But, by the way, I should also mention, and Ben, you probably don't even know this, but I speak much more Yiddish than, than anybody in the state of Minnesota. A lot more. I'm not surprised by that. Tell yes, us something he, in Yiddish, Tom. Yes, he does. Streira. <laughs> Do you know what Streira is? No. Nobody does. Well, you know what schreira is? I have no idea. It's just Yiddish for stuff. Look at that schreira. It's just that stuff in the street. Well, your See, pronunciation no one knows is that. fantastic. I feel like I'm talking to Yentl right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. No, I, I was very, very lucky growing up in a neighborhood with Catholics, black people, and Jews. That's where I grew up in North Minneapolis. Absolutely loved it. We all got along together. Everything was fantastic. We went in each other's neighborhoods, and you know, because even back then, there were like the Catholic area and the and the black area and the Jewish area. Although we just intermingled a ton too. But I grew up. I was very very fortunate to grow up like that because I have a, a deep, pretty deep understanding for you know honky men in America, of what it's like. You know the the different struggles that different people have, and that's why when I see somebody step up and say things about black people or Jews or whatever, I get quite upset. Catholics, obviously, right now, well, they Catholics kind of deserve it because of what the <laughs> hell went on. But Well, they do. I'm, you know, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we do. 
they do. <laughs> but but I just I don't know. It, it, it's one of those situations where uh, I just, learning all those different cultures was great for me. I learned. I, I hope I have a sense of humor, and I got my sense of humor from growing up with those people, with the Catholics, the Jews, and the black people. I I absolutely love it, and I'm very sincere about that. I th- I think I told you as a youth that um, as a teenager, an older teenager, that mm-hmm. we uh, had a little. We weren't a gang, but a group of us that hung out together, and we called ourselves the Delta House Animals, and we wore shirts <laughs> with our nickname. Nickname on the back and our favorite number, and had the one friend. His nickname is Jew Boy, or was Jew Boy at that time. We were all African American males, and we we got pulled over by the cops, and he had his Uh-oh. shirt on. Oh, oh, is right. <laughs> yeah, we took a little heat from the cop that day. Was it a Jewish cop? Or no, but it was your typical inner city white cop who decided. To use the N word at that point. Really? So oh! <laughs> oh! Was your buddy oh. with the Jew boy outfit? Was he Jewish? No, he's he's a black black kid. But you know, we were like seventeen. But he was years calling ago. himself that, I suppose. Right. So that's not an insult yes. if he's calling himself that. Right. I mean, it, it, it was playing on a very bad stereotype because he was cheap, and so. Now so, we just went right back into it being not appropriate. <laughs> I know. That's, <laughs> That's right. what I said. We just, just jumped back into that. <laughs> but the cop looked at his shirt and said, ah, Jew boy, huh? What if I said, boy? He said it? Yep. Oh, my. He might have been a Jew then, do you think? I don't think so. But the funny thing was... Did you ask to see his penis? <laughs> no. Yeah. That would have been the move. circumcised or <laughs> not, sir? That would Are you circumcised? You missed a golden opportunity right there. Well, I mean, I'm circumcised <laughs> really and I'm Catholic. Well, that's inappropriate. Even talk about that. You're not supposed to do that. I think we should start a national search for your foreskin and see if we reapply it. Could be a contest on the show, guys. Whoever. Where did this conversation go? Nobody knows. We started with Kinky well, Friedman. Think... We're right back there. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, I think. I... Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. I just think what we're talking about here is the fact that we used to be able to, in my neighborhood, we would, you know, poke fun at each other and loved each other and had a great time together and tried different, different foods and. Different, all these different things, and we used to be able to tease each other about that. You can't tease anybody about anything. Anymore. Oh no, which is too bad because we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, except for that woman teasing me by going, "Yeah, it's too bad you're not as good looking as your family." <laughs> oh, Thank wow. you. Well, Thank you, lady. And, and you made a good point there, Tom. Maybe you should be more more thick skinned as well if that if you want to go back no, to that right. time of being able <laughs> to talk trash right. to each other. I uh, I did notice last night, Catherine and I watched Will and Grace last night for the, the last week's episode. And on the episode, and I don't have any problem with it, I just kind of wonder, um, on on the episode, Jack, played by Sean Hayes, is talking to um, is talking to Karen, Megan Mullally, right? And she's all upset because, but because Jack, the character Sean Hayes plays, is considering marrying uh, an Hispanic flight attendant. And he says to her, and this was a direct quote. He said to her, you're not losing a homo, you're gaining a homo. And I thought, you know, I understand. I don't have any problem with him saying that, but I wonder if a lot of people will. Do you think people will object to him saying that? Hmm. I feel like the group itself can always use whatever words they want to use. It's okay. kind of like okay. black well, people are allowed to use yeah. the mm-hmm. N-word. Jewish people can call ourselves very rich and successful if we want. <laughs> You're allowed to use whatever stereotype or name you want for your own group. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I was going to say it the same. It works for me. Is that any different from any rapper or black comic who uses the N-word? No. No, so? probably not. But oh, so, so my final question, and I, I look, he can use all that. I understand exactly what you guys are saying. But if you have like a 12 or 13-year-old kid watching it, and he now thinks he can go call right. people homo, that's. I wonder how you how you... 
Well, that's you know, here's the easy solution to that. And you might have heard it in the news, and I don't right, disagree with it. Right. Is you just keep kids in cages <laughs> mm-hmm. until they reach a certain age where you think they can hear stuff, <laughs> and so you keep them in a cage and put earmuffs on them, and you let them still play with dolls or whatever they want to do. They can make their dolls out of straw and twine if they want to Yes, exactly. They can create voodoo dolls of their captors. That's fine as well. But you just restrict their media consumption to protect them from the real world. This is a plan I'm still formulating. But I believe in it. It's very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do you have a problem? I'm like, look, you got a big TV show. It's getting bigger all the time. Yep, idiot well test on Netflix. That. People are very excited about it. I mean, you cut a fine figure, uh, Carmel. I mean, you, he's a handsome devil. You can't get around that, right? He is. He's very sexy. Damn it! Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to say what? <laughs> I just wanted to go what? <laughs> She's under my full hypnosis control. It's a pretty great. Yeah, but he's okay. still out kicking his coverage, though. That is a fact. Well, we all do, man. We all do. Thank God. Thank. There must be a God. That's all I have to say. But uh, okay, Carmel, I'm going to ask you that question again, and and you just go what? No, never mind. Um, no, it's good that you defend you uh, you defend Ben, and that's good. You're the first person to ever do that, that <laughs> to defend. I don't even think ben I don't even think she's defending. She's just speaking with, with. I know you don't have one of these anymore, Tom, but it's called from the heart. And she's speaking <laughs> yes, from exactly the heart. Right. And I know it sounds to you like she's defending or making up a line. She's just using what's called emotion to okay. speak well, real statements. See, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a good thing. Do you, ben, do you find it harder to get up on stage when you're, like I said, you got that big TV show, so you have other things to be concerned about. Do you have to watch what you say? I mean, do you, are there things that you used to say on stage you wouldn't do now because people are so damn touchy now about yes, everything? Yes, that definitely is true. Yeah, it's, not, so. it's not yeah. harder to get on stage. You just have to learn a couple new rules, and I'm able to adjust to very simple little shifts. That's fine. It's a little frustrating because you can't make jokes. The comedy stage used to be the one place you still could say anything and the whole point of it was it's an inappropriate evening of ridiculousness and you can't do that anymore so there's a few things you can't say but i still feel very free up there and in fact it's making me more empowered to come challenge the status quo and to try to try to encourage people to live out of their comfort zone that's why actually at my shows at the house of comedy this weekend not only are they going to be great regular shows but I have a special announcement on mm-hmm. my show tomorrow night, my eight o'clock show that I'm going to be making that I think I think will take people by storm. I do want you to mention just before you do make that announcement, to remind people how heartless I am. I would yeah. like you to do that. Absolutely, I would like the people to know that Tom Bernard doesn't have a heart anymore, and he really operates mostly from a place of callousness and a place that is ready to just cut people down at all turns. And I got a special announcement. It's very exciting. No, Tom, you're one of the great guys. You're one of the good people in this business. I always love hearing you're coming to town. Brett Ernst coming to town. There are are several people. Andy Kindler is another guy I just love. But me and Brett are your two favorites, right? (laughs) Well, when you two get together, it's it's very entertaining. Carmel, have you been around those two when they're together yet? Just, you know, have you been around them? No. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> because basically it's, no, no, I'm much better looking than you are. Oh, no, I'm much more talented than you. And they get a little argument going, and you just stand there and watch them. It's just unbelievable. That's cute. Or something like that. Ernst, no, look, it, Ernst it, brings the Italian vibe up to a new level, and he wins those conversations because he gets so intense. You can't compete with it. You just have to sit back and concede. Well, he came to my house one time about three years ago, four years ago maybe now, something like that. Andy, you were there. Remember when Brett came over and cooked an Italian dinner for us at the house? It was just spectacular. Nicest guy in the world. Well, other than Ben, I mean. Ben's (laughs) the nicest guy in the world. Well, I'd say I probably get that that prize over Brett only because last time he and I hung out, we uh, were doing gigs together. I think it was Mystic Lake, and Brett was teaching me how to fight in my hotel room. So... (laughs) You know, I appreciate. Oh the yeah, lesson, he's big into that. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> Italian guys have their have their strengths. <laughs> they do cooking and You're fighting. Those right are two of them. Cooking and fighting. Yeah, I can see. Well, yeah, that's it. That, the, what, like I said, I grew up in part. Uh, you know, one area was Catholic where I grew up, and uh, I would say that. Yeah, Italians cooking and fighting. That's it. I like that. I don't know that's if that's it, thing. but that's at least two of the things that they are very good at. They really are. There's mm-hmm. no question. 
mm-hmm. and selling Italian ices. They're good at that. <laughs> yeah, they're the best Nobody in the West knows what I just said. <laughs> they're they the have best no idea what the hell it. I just said. But I just, I mean, <laughs> it's no, nice to branch not. out. Like, I just, we just ate at a coffee shop moments ago, and we had pie, and they, they build themselves as the best pie in America. And we asked, which one do you recommend? And she said, the European truffle. Hmm. I was like, okay, it's great that we don't even have our own pie that we can focus on. Yeah, yeah I understand that. I mean, I even our pies are imperialistic. We're taking over yes. other nations' pies and making them our own. Just how it is. Um, unfortunately, we only have two minutes left, so I want to tell you this, Carmel, and I'm very serious about this. I'm being sincere. Whenever I hear Ben's coming to town, I, I actually... You know, as a guy in his 60s, I get excited about it. I've always enjoyed his company. He's a great guy. He cuts a fine figure. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, right? <laughs> but, no, I, I love it. When I hear you're coming to town, and there are a few other, other people as well, it's always like, oh, God, Ben's coming to town. It's going to be fantastic. And it always is, Ben. Every time, every time he's and I hear your voice, I just love it. I love having you in studio. Your work is terrific. Your TV show's kicking ass, which I could not be happier Thank you, about. Brother. No, it's true. I mean, you're just a really, really good, solid guy, and uh, Carmelo's still too good for you. But anyway. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but I just want to make sure people understand Carmel gets my company whenever she wants it. That's just part of the arrangement of any healthy relationship. But if other people yes. want my company and they don't want to come off as anti-Semitic, they have to come to my shows at the House of Comedy this weekend, the Mall of America. <laughs> I warned them. I Otherwise, warned them. Like, oh. they're they're... Subject to people calling them anti-Jew, and you don't want that right now. You don't need that. So get tickets. I don't. No one needs it. Get tickets, I come agree. out, and support the Jewish people, starting with Ben Glebe's comedy shows <laughs> this weekend at the Are Mall of America. <laughs> well, what could? Uh, there's no better way to go about it, I'm Mm-mm. just telling you. Mm-mm. So you're doing two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night. You're doing a Sunday, or you just have the two shows tonight and tomorrow night? I'm doing a Sunday. I give to well, the people of Minnesota. I care you about do. the people of Minnesota, and I'm asking for your vote. I mean tickets to sales. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's the same thing. Um, do you ever get down to the improv in West Palm? Uh, only once. I played it one time a long time ago. It's a big room, man. God, it's a big room. It's a huge room. Yeah, it's... I played it one night on a Michael Yo show, and it was packed. And it was a really incredible vibe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The only problem is the dish is rattling because they serve dinner during the show, and it's, like, really loud. They should be careful with that. You, that's you, all I'm saying. You might have been there on on Greek night because... <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, because Stocky Economopolis was yeah. the, the headliner, so maybe that's what it was. I do not remember a, a dish sound problem when I was there at all. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm to hear it. Wouldn't that be horrible if that was a comedy club's rep? It was like, you can't play that club, man. The dishes. <laughs> <laughs> the dishes are really loud. Yeah. Ben, I'm very sincere. Every time I hear your name, man, it makes me smile. I love talking to you. I, I think the world, and all the success you're having is so damn cool. I just, I love it. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. It's always great to talk with you, too. Carmel, nice choices. <laughs> Way to so go. Much. Thank you. Nice choices in life. You know what I'm saying. No, I, seriously. Tonight, tomorrow night, a Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. Ben Glebe, if you've never seen him, get your ass out there, you anti-Semites. <laughs> there. Was that a, was that a good sales line? Perfect. <laughs> I love it, man. Thanks so much for coming by. I really, really appreciate your time today, Ben, and I cannot wait to see you. Anytime, buddy. Thanks a lot. We'll be back. Tom Bernard. Show.